everybody. How you doing out there? It is a, if you're listening to it new, I never know what day people listen to these shows. I'm always confused, Dustin. Do you listen to something when you have a thing, whatever it is, whether it's a television show, a new series that you're watching, uh, one of your weird crypto podcasts that you're always subscribing and down to, when you have something with new content, Dustin Kava, welcome to Because Cannabis Podcast. When you have something with new content, are you a get it when it's hot kind of person? Get it right now. Watch it the moment it debuts. Or can you catch up to it whenever you're feeling fancy and fine and ready to listen or watch or observe? Uh, I think there's a place for certain types of content. I'm not going to get my breaking news four months later and expect it to still be so breaking. But I will say that, you know, that's the cool thing about content is it it lives on forever. And something you say today can be brought up four years from now and provide relevance still to, to a whole manner of things. So I, it's really dependent. Crypto is definitely not something I catch four months later though. Uh, well, I want you, that's a terrible answer for someone who puts out content every single week, Dustin Kava. We put out brand new shows every single week, every single Wednesday at 4.20 PM on YouTube and you Dear listener, I hope you have hit subscribe so you can catch those brand new shows. Don't listen to Dustin Kava. That is terrible advice. Terrible <laughs> advice. We create content for a living, Dustin. Subscribe us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. All those good places. You know how it goes, Dustin. Welcome, everyone, to the Because Cannabis podcast every single Wednesday. Brand new episodes, 4.20 p.m. on YouTube. YouTube at Because Cannabis. You could also follow us socially on Instagram and Twitter at, at MeetWM, on Facebook at MeetWayward. Uh, thank you, Dustin, for joining us. I love my time to get in talk with you. You know what else I love? You know what else uh, I've been enjoying? I've been enjoying the Plant Save My Life podcast, right? Have you listened to uh, some new episodes of the Plant Save My podcast? Plant Save you know My what? Life podcast? I Raven is something else, man. He Every time I hear a conversation with him, I feel dumb. <laughs> I just, it's just he he's so smart and he's just he's so expansive and like he just i feel like he can just talk to anybody about anything and really hold his own so his show is something else it really is well i am excited that the plant save my life podcast is about to get a little bit closer to home uh you listening right now you can uncover the healing Potential of Plant Medicine with the Plant Save My Life podcast. Uh, host Raven Ariola, every single a scientific advisor, consultant, and educator in the medicinal cannabis space, the founder of Ethino Wellness, uh, for inspiring, easy for me to say, inspiring conversations for an exploration of plants and fungi that we owe our health and happiness to. Plant Save My Life season two is about to debut, and the place that you're going to find it. Breaking news, speaking of, right here on Wayward Media. Dustin, I'm very happy that the Plant Save My Life podcast is about to be joining the Wayward Media, wayward.media family. Raven will be bringing his plant-based medicine podcast to our show. He's a brilliant person with brilliant conversations, deep conversations, not just about cannabis, psilocybin, uh, not even Indian psychoactive plants or plants that are have any sort of healing and medicinal property. The Plant Save My Life podcast uh, is going to be joining the Wayward Media family very soon and i'm very excited so be on the lookout season two once again at meet wm at meet wayward on facebook or wayward.media on the interwebs and that's where you can find out more about the plants save my life podcast dustin i'm very excited for our guest today 
Uh, I'm very excited for our guests today because they uh, they work in a world, right? They deal in a world that we've talked about a lot, but it's always nice when you have new freshness, when you have youngness, when you have just cool vibes and energy. And I can tell right now, uh, we're going to talk in just a minute with our guests from Fifth House Farms uh, that we're going to have that. And you may notice today, Dustin, we don't always talk about the names in our show, uh, but we try to tailor them. Usually uh, a, alliteration, usually with the same letter to something that our guests do well. And our guest is one of the uh, best creators of high-end terpene-filled uh, cartridges in the state of Washington right now. Uh, and they're very good at vermicast which to me sounds like something that I'm going to watch on television, right? I'm going to, hey, I got to vermicast that later today. Going to catch the, did you catch the Mariners game? It got vermicasted on the sports channel. That's not what vermicast is. It sounds cool. It sounds scientific. It sounds very smart. In fact, it, vermicast is a cool way of saying worm castings, which is a cooler way of saying organic fertilizer made by earthworms, which in the end, some people even <laughs> call it black gold, Dustin. You know what it is? It's poop. Yeah. It's freaking poop. Um, there's a lot of things, right, that are fancy words for something. Uh, when you have to go poop, Dustin, what do you call it? <laughs> I don't have a house full of kids, man. And to, you know, my son's mom and my 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 girlfriend is both work in the, the medical industry. And so I hear BM all the oh, time. Oh, you do I am, a BM. I, it is not. My household is is a BM household. You take a so, BM in the water closet God, and we're going back to the olden days of the United <laughs> Kingdom. Is that what's happening here? I'll take a man. BM in the water closet today, sir. <laughs> do you more this splishy splash? You don't do like something cool like I got to dump the kids off at the pool. You don't drop no. any of those cool euphemisms. Everyone does it, but it's still a difficult uh, thing to say and talk about for some reason sometimes uh so what better person than to talk about this than carlando mitchell uh, first question carlando right off the bat you're typing a text to someone and you need to say or emphasize the point that obviously has to have shit or poop you got to say it you're mad or you're happy do you type the word out or do you use the poop emoji when typing in text do you write the word shit or poop or do you use the poop emoji when texting someone uh that particular word Typically, I'm gonna tell people, "Hey, I'm in the office handling business right now." Because a lot of people won't call. You know, people don't even like to text me these days. They're like, "Ring, ring." I'm like, "Oh, we're ring, bringing it ring. back to the phone." You know, like it's like because you know you're not even supposed to be touching the phone. You know, but uh, sometimes my phone will have auto answer. You guys have that? You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be like, "Oh." Hey, I'm handling business right now. All right, call me <laughs> okay. hold on. Uh, you are the first person. You're in not trying to touch the phone, right? You're not trying to set the that's phone. Like, call me back. Hey, get off the phone, man. Dare <laughs> you to get off the phone right now. Uh, Carlando Mitchell coming in hot. Fifth House Farms. Uh, you can find yeah. them right now uh, online from the state uh, of Washington. You can find them. Um, Fifthhousefarm.com. Thank you, Dustin. As I was trying to find the website. Fifthhousefarms.com. Uh, Carlando, thank you for joining us today. I have another question for both of you. Both Dustin and Carlando. I was watching the movie Ghosted. Uh, it's like Chris Evans playing against type. He's like the wimpy farmer, ironically enough. And he gets <laughs> caught on a blind date. He gets ghosted. Turns out she's super spy. Action and hilarity ensue. Uh, but there's this ongoing joke throughout this movie that particularly when dealing with, say, being ghosted and such, that emojis don't count as like a text. If you're bothering someone or giving them shit or giving them grief, uh, Dustin first and then Corlando, do emojis count as an actual text or is it its own subcategory? Oh shit. If I'm talking to my kids, it definitely counts. If I'm talking to the, the missus, absolutely not. There's no, the emojis better be hearts and a lot of them, man. 
Carlando emojis count, yes or no? I didn't count, bro. That's that's it's fair game, man. Wife wife people say, Hey, I need you to go to the store. I need you to get this. I need you. I'm gonna give her a check. I'm gonna give her a thumbs up. And she knows I know I gotta go get that done. <laughs> Can I, I, I gotta still ask. add five hearts of all different colors in there. I gotta I wasn't gonna I'll, I'll do a little circle with the kiss and you know, a little circle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have a thumbs up and a mwah. <laughs> uh, is there a difference to you? It's so emoji comp. We're gonna get. I promise, we're gonna talk cannabis. We're gonna talk worm castings. We're gonna talk cultivation. We're gonna talk the best vape cartridges in the state of Washington at Fifth House Farms. Oh. But is there a difference between the thumbs up reply and hitting the little thumbs up reply as the actual text message, like the actual thumbs up emoji versus acknowledging the text with the <laughs> thumbs up reply? Is there a distinct difference, and is one preferred over the other when letting someone know that yes? I've heard what you say. See, deep shit here. Deep thought. Deep <laughs> thought. Who first? Are you me or Dustin? Carolina, you first. Okay, thumbs okay, up I'm emoji in. or reply I'll thumbs up? Ways, bro. Listen. Uh oh. Uh -oh. When you get the thumbs up reply from someone, it's like, cool, good job. It could be good. Okay. Unless you're saying something they don't want to hear because that thumbs up could very well not be a thumbs up, right? <laughs> just like that like. When you said something that, whether it's heartfelt, whether it's just informative, whether it's anything, and they just give you a like. Oh, oh no, man! Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when I'm setting the phone down. Like I can't respond right now, but I'm really yeah. lightweight, lightweight shade right there, fellas. <laughs> lightweight. Uh, Carlando Mitchell, or uh, easy for me to say, Carlando Mitchell, Fifth House Farms. Um, you can find him at Fifth House Farms. That's five th housefarms.com. Uh, so let's just start right there. Uh, you've talked a lot, and we've read a little bit of your backstory, Carlando. You've had this. Uh, vision when you started back in the in the cannabis industry as a medicinal patient. You know, you've talked about it in past interviews where you're on the farm, you're working there, you're trimming, you're trimming, you're trimming. Uh, you kind of get to the sales part. And that's kind of where I want to start with you because they had this very interesting quote uh, that comes from someone in Washington, which has had legal sales since 2012, right? So they're an early adopter, 2014 legal sales, sorry, 2012 when the initiative passed. So they're one of the earliest adopters of adult use along with Colorado. Uh, the business is going well. Lots of people are making money, especially in the early days of Washington cannabis. But yeah. you found yourself as a seller having some problems. You found yourself running into people charging you different prices than maybe your competitors in doing things. And so I think because part of your backstory is being someone uh, who is highly underrepresented in our industry and being someone now who's been successful with being uh, an African-American, being a person of color and doing these things, how has it been like, like that experience of the early days of cannabis, being a patient, being part of it, but realizing there wasn't really a spot for you in this industry? Wow. I'm going to start with the heavy load. We're going to start heavy. We'll go. Well, we go. First know, of all, we started with poop emojis and thumbs up emojis. So let's be real. We took we like did. five minutes to get through it. And then we just go straight for the freaking dagger, Carlando. All the Jugular. tears right away. <laughs> well, you know, I would say this. I would say entering the medical market as a patient was an experience in itself, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Washington for us, when we first, you know, had our medical, our medical was you could have up to a pound and a half of wet material, right? So the argument of dry versus wet is a whole different argument, right? So, you know, you started to see a lane where people in medical could kind of just navigate and learn. And then Washington kind of adopted that uh, policy that like a lot of other states have in medical where it's like donation. And, you know, that whole donation base where it's like, 
I come over, I sell you a lighter for a $40 donation and just happen yes. to give you an eighth. So it's like I we bought came a thing up of lasagna up. for a quarter once. Yeah. In yeah. DC, so yeah. Come on, there. bro. Come on, bro. It's like you going on Craigslist, typing in MMJ, and, and then you see someone talking about, hey, asking for a humble donation of $40 for my care, and I'll happily give you a gift of 3.5. And you're you're just mm-hmm. watching this industry take shape. And in the beginning, you know, it was really just a culture, I would say, of like, you know, stoners hippies, gangsters, you know, it started, that was the market. And as it's grown, you see this huge push of business. You're seeing yeah. it. I mean, I've never seen an industry grow so fast. You look at, um, I always tell everyone like a cannabis year is like, you know, a cannabis year is like two, three months, right? Yeah. Oh, Compared to every other industry, it's like things happen so quick. So for me, coming from medical and coming into a farm, I, I understood very quickly, like, okay, there's a lot of areas in this market, wherever everyone else is focusing, I'm going to go over here because I learned that, like you said, there wasn't really a seat at the table. A lot of the guys who were in medical already had their relationships. A lot of people were 20, 30 years older than me, you know, and um, not too many young people my age were willing to put in the work to just go chase what yeah. this is. Cause no, cause everyone's talking about college, right? I'm, yeah. I'm like, you yeah, go to college. Go to, my dad said, I'm over here, like hopping on the road to go talk to a random hippie to learn about this or that. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it was awesome because when you really focus on an industry, you'll find something. It was so new. I mean, we're talking about an eight year old industry, right? It's yeah. legalized in 2014 It's 2023, but the first cannabis dispensary in Washington came in 2015. So you realize in eight years, we've grown so much. It's mind blowing. Yeah. And I I come from uh, uh, the smoke shop end of things, developing pipes and stuff with the industry and glass and stuff like that. And it's been 16 years or something that I've been within the industry. And what's crazy to me is it was the same old same for my first, say, 10 years. And then all of a sudden there's this massive shift and there's innovation every three weeks. Man, and, yes. and that's you're absolutely right about mm-hmm. a, a cannabis calendar year. You're it's it's so real. Um, as yeah, it, it's 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 really unbelievable that that shift. How do you when you said you know like I see everybody going in this direction and I chose to go in in this other place. I chose to look over here. What what would you consider that with Fifth House? What do, what would you consider that moment where you said you know what we're going to do this differently and this is exactly what we're going to do. You know, it was a culmination because um, prior to Fifth House Farms, I owned other cannabis licenses. I owned another cannabis license. Oh, okay. So it was really going through trial and error, finding, mm-hmm. um, you know, going from coming into an industry, having partners, and then finding out, you know, you need to just do all the work yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so was that, that was your first company right? before? Was that like, was the that other cannabis license, was that your first business yeah. that you were? Yeah, part- yeah, that was my oh, first yeah. So you're learning about partnerships. You're learning yeah. about what the fuck the books look like oh, and what yeah. that means. And you're learning how much about paper clips and how yes. toilet paper costs. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah. yes, toilet paper, all these weird things, process. right? So yeah. now you learn that and then Fifth House Farms comes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So so for me, that that's the point. Yeah. So so um, what I learned was around, um, you know, 2017 coming into 2018, right? At my other license, we were having all these wildfires happening. You know, and so to be a cannabis farm wanting to grow bud and, you know, I had an outdoor, 
you know, it's like, oh man, all this smoke is coming down from Canada. Mm. It's like I'm outside with a wet towel wrapped around my face, yeah. man. It's hot. It's like a hundred degrees, and we over here just working, trying to do our best. But there's nothing you could do to save this butt. It's gonna smoke, yeah. smoky. It's gonna be trash. So then a revelation came, like, hey, you know, you really need to focus on the carts because for so long I used to like vape carts. I was so intrigued with them. Like, like when you talk about ancillary smoking, I was so intrigued with vaping. So I started researching it, you know, 20, you know, 2016, 2017. Uh, and in 2018, when we had all these, you know, wildfires, it was like, you know, we're going to blast. No more, but 97% of the market in 2017, 2018 was flour. 3% was concentrates and everything mm -hmm. else under that sun. What are you talking about? Brownies, all the edibles, all the carts. And I was like, that little 3%, that's for me. I'm just yeah. going to Because the good news is smoky bud makes great oil. Trash bud makes great oil. Bud with bugs makes great oil. And so I realized like, hey, as everyone else is going after flour, I need to start selling carts. And mind you, I had not sold one cart, but I knew in my head in 2018 that it was going to work because we were struggling. I mean, it was it was very much a trying effort. It was very humbling. It was very hard. But in um, 2018, October, we launched our first vape cart iteration. After we blasted, we actually had some really good oil, y'all. I'm talking oh, about like 88% when it when it was the first true 80s, you know, true numbers. And then people were like, oh, you got some good carts. And and before you know it, to date, we've sold 1.2 million carts on market. But like I, the idea that you can start with just this little something. But I love this vision in your head that you want to get to 100 million carts. And it's big oh, yeah. plans that allow for even goals like a 1 million to to happen oh yeah you know? and it's it's amazing i guess one of the things i come from a family of small businesses or family businesses you know right. and so a family of family-owned businesses is really what i wanted to say and so my question to you is as fifth house becomes more and more successful as you are in 35 percent of all dispensaries in washington as yes, you sir. are shooting for these 100 million cart goals and these international and national recognition in other states and other countries building that as a family is not easier and so <laughs> what is it like to to fucking build this business and know that at thanksgiving you're looking across from the guy you <laughs> can't chew the fuck out because it just costs you know a hundred thousand dollar mistake and or or whatever or just that you know how do you how do you find yourself positioning that and how, how is it to work with family i I've, I've seen the benefits and the negatives and i just was curious to, to, to hear about you know what made you go that route you know, for me, it was a simple route. I have an amazing family. I love my siblings. I'm fortunate to have them. I mean, Fifth House Farms right now, on the farm right now, I mean, I got I got a couple of nephews, extended family. I got my cousin here. I mean, what it comes down to is when, when you have people you can trust, right, mm -hmm. that you can also work well with, it's just a great opportunity. <laughs> Like, I can't even put it better because it's like, these are the people you grew up with. These are people you trust. These are people you can be vulnerable with if you need to be vulnerable. These are people who will be strong for you when you need to be weak. But more importantly, yes. these are your people. It's not like you met this person and they're here for a financial gain, which, of course, everyone working together is there to take care of their individual intermediate families. Sure. But what I've learned is when people come together and it's like because they just want to be a part of something. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. what, what we're doing at Fifth House 
is is so magical for me because you know it's a dream and now there's people on my farm that dream with me so yes. as we dream together it's yes. almost like a collective identity being a part of fifth house and so really with family man it's been great and then to your point i want, I want you to understand something and this is for everybody listening if you're arguing during thanksgiving <laughs> over business, the wrong person cooked. Okay, listen. Ain't no scenario that green or between my brothers, my sister, everybody cooked good. The turkey's bad. Wisest words I can have say, ever. Hey, bro, them cabbage was good, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be. That's yeah, it. you gotta be. You must have. Yeah. If you have good food, that offsets a lot oh, of man. different situations uh, with the family. One of the things that's interesting, though, Carlando, is it's great to start that way. Uh, we were just, Dustin and I recently were talking about, like, the Starbucks mission statement, which was one coffee of uh, one cup of coffee changing one neighborhood at a time. Right? That's the Starbucks yep. mission statement, which is great when you're a corner store, ironically, where you're at, where you're a little corny coffee shop and you're serving up your thing. Not so much or much harder to maintain those core principles and values when you're now 6,000 stores strong across the country. You don't have any interaction with your customers, Mr. Star or Mr. Bucks. Neither of them have any interactions yeah. with any one individual. So I don't know if you've thought about it. You've had the success early on in the first several years and you're poised at Fifth House Farms for growth, right? For expansion. Mm -hmm. How do you, or maybe have you not thought about it? Maybe today, we maybe we brainstorm today, right now. How do we expand? How do you expand as a family business and still find a way? Because at some point, you're not going to know Gary, the guy who sits next to you in the office. You're not going to know these human beings. At some point, you become big enough and you, you well, don't have them. So how do you maintain family values in scale, which I think a lot of family businesses, that's the breaking point. I think at Dustin's point, a lot of them are great when they're small and you're doing it in your kitchen and it is fun. But when you expand and you scale, I mean, there's whole shows, succession built on this. Like when family mm. businesses grow, that's when money, when money becomes a thing, that's when the fracture start. That's when the, the issue starts. So how do you, or have you thought about how do you scale while still maintaining family values and integrity and those types of things that you built fifth house farms on it's a great question um you know it's interesting because probably not going to tell you what you anticipated um as we scale it comes so fitting at the right time because you know the industry is creating more and more canopreneurs every day over the last five years, like, let's put this in perspective. I, I've been in I-502 Cannabis Recreational since October of 2018. Uh, you know, so that's 50 plus months of market, right? Yeah. So, you know, to see the industry change has been amazing. So now I, and also since COVID to that point, COVID created an opportunity with new companies like Zoom, where now I actually have people that work for Fifth House Farms that aren't even in the country yeah you know it's like so now it's like for family also right um i mean my siblings are amazing but my siblings are also entrepreneurs to where it's like i'll work with uh my brother and then before you know it, he's telling me that he got this great opportunity he got to go to and i'm kind of sad <laughs> but i'm like hey bro i see it bro and and there's something yes. for me on the other side just yeah. like um you know my sisters my brother like i have so much family that people will literally come in um and just support and just be here if, if it works and aligns. And then before you know it, they're off killing it over there. They're off killing it over there to where it's not like 
for this for this point. It's not like Fifth House and what we're doing is the biggest thing in my family. My family is full of amazing people That's and we're all charged differently. So it's cool. It's like I got people that are like cultivators that only grow fruits and veggies and are over here. And then you got the the family over here who are so into martial arts and stuff. So then it's like they're all about, you know, self-defense and helping the community protect mm-hmm. itself. Uh, and so it's crazy because it's like everybody it's like cannabis can kind of co-mingle into so many different industries that people could come in do some cannabis work and it like turns their opportunity to something bigger. And a lot of everybody's a boss around me. That's what's so cool. It's like, that's awesome. Like, because to be in cannabis, you have to be willing to come with the stigma that come with it. You have Mm -hmm. to become, you have to go with the fact that it is federally illegal. So there's certain things that come with that. Certain Mm -hmm. businesses don't want to know that you're associated. So when you have relatives that are like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work with you. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's, there's, you know, I think now as we grow for Fifth House, it's so cool because you know we're looking at you know multiple out of state opportunities. Mm-hmm. But what we learned and what helps us be great as Fifth is that we understand we're only gonna take that step when we're truly ready for that opportunity. So we've been building our personnel more. We've been yeah. identifying people that are like minded in other states. Because it's yeah. really important to make sure that before you even spend the first dollar, you already have all the breakdowns and modeling created. And you already have tenant. Yeah, spot. you know your team. Now, otherwise, you're going to show up like these other guys who come in and say, oh, we got a $10 million budget. We'll be all right. And then, yo, you're bleeding by year two, trying yeah. to have slice prices. Investors are antsy. It's not what you said. When the fact is cannabis is a child. It's eight years old, yeah. guys. Like yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a third grader. Is it going to be the president? Is it's gonna be a brewer? Yep. Top. I mean, it could be anything, you know, it, it can change. And that's what's been so cool is like just allowing us to harp on SOPs. I think that's a great, honest look at it, though, because I think a lot of people, uh, I sometimes get frustrated. I know everyone's talking about using LinkedIn to go be all like involved in the cannabis industry, but it's a bunch of people talking about how important they are in the cannabis industry. And it feels like they're thinking of it as it's this fully grown business model. And they're like, here's what it is today man, I don't know what it is today because what it was last year or what it was two years ago is vastly different. I'm going to steal, by the way, the cannabis year from you uh, going forward because oh, yeah. it, it grows and evolves. Speaking of growing and evolving, uh, just a side note, when I was doing a little bit of research on Fifth House Farms, I found myself deep into a Reddit thread. Uh, it was from 2018 and there was pictures of your product with the very first marketing design. And the question was uh, basically, yo, this cart is too cheap. Is this good? I don't think so. It is back in the early days, right? During yeah. the, end of the, e, the EJU scare and all that. But yeah. I found it funny how I look at you now, this reputable brand, but here you were in 2018 and people are on Reddit saying like, bro, this is too cheap, like too good to be true. Like too quiet. Yeah, replying too- like, yo, no, this is good shit you gotta try it like these guys are on the up and up so i thought it was interesting to see where fifthhousefarms.com and your website is where you were on the internet in 2018 was these strangers saying your product was too inexpensive to be good (laughs) uh was how was that in the beginning you know you talk about and i've read some interviews how you said you know you're selling flour it was hard you got into the vape uh, getting into the vape industry before it was kind of as big as it is now, it's probably a good almost 15, 16% of cannabis sales now are vapes, let alone concentrates flowers down to what, 40s, mid 40s, I think last saw, like 43, 44% across the country. 
those early days of cartridges compared to where you where you are now and kind of the evolution. Just curious, as someone who's seen and been involved in cartridges from an early time, right? 2018 is early cartridge days to now, even though it doesn't seem like that long. How is the evolution of cartridges and concentrates in that process for you? Just how has that evolved internally from too cheap to be true to we are a fantastic product, uh, highly reviewed? What's that been like for you? Man, uh, it, it's been a ride because it really just comes down to your core values, right? So the reason why Fifth House got a lot of that flack was because we were cheap, right? But what people didn't realize is we actually were another farm that sold and then came into Fifth. And we mm -hmm. went from being like a cart line that now got this farm that's actually growing so much product and has no other <laughs> partners, right? Yeah, yeah. So now it's just me. And I was like, hey, we're gonna grow this and we're gonna blast it. So then I started to learn the true numbers of costs. So mm. before you know it, of course, I slashed my price. We're yeah. a single owner. We're going to help the little guy out. Not the little guy, but like the guy like me who would go to the store and might want a good deal. The truth is, is um, when you cultivate your own cannabis with the intentions of extracting it and you do it in large loads, you get really good returns. Mm. So when we came on market, a lot of people, uh, it, would, it would go online and all that stuff does. But what was so cool is, you know, um, when Donald Trump issued that vape ban in 2019, the proof was in the pudding. And what that proof in pudding was, was essentially um, when we were pushing our cart line, instantly everyone said, hey, are, are you compliant? Yes. Do you have test results? And we we're like, oh, well, actually, hold on. We test our carts. So here's our lead samples. We yes. test all of our terpene profiles. And then instantly our sales rocketed. And That's we took a lot awesome. of market share. How was it for you to get the devices in order to fill? Because even owning my shop, I wasn't allowed to ship batteries. I wasn't allowed to yeah. ship a little adapter that yeah. could be screw on the bat. I had to keep records of every transaction for five years. Yeah, you're it, in, it was in, a, in illegal state, and he's operating. Was it different? Now, like Dustin's operating at the time. It was a nationwide time. ban on shipping with post office and UPS oh, yeah. and FedEx and stuff okay. like that. So I'm, that's the thing is like it's – it's that in the state of Washington, are you able, are you supplying, you know, like it's just that, that it, the, I don't even know how to say it. It's the Dustin, thank that. you for your struggles. <laughs> on, behalf of, on behalf of the next. <laughs> Finally, someone getting your due, Dustin. Because listen, when I tell you my biggest thing was like when Trump put the extra tax on it, where, you know, you got a, a yes. um, it was like the trade embargo or something. Yes. Please forgive me if I'm saying the wrong terms, but essentially I just remember we were sourcing to a magnitude because we realized in 2019, the true opportunity was ancillary. Mm -hmm. So then we launched the ancillary business and, and, um, and it was between 2000 and end of 17, 2018, where I started going back and forth with a Chinese manufacturer trying to create a cart. And we mm -hmm. would iterate this for about a, a year. And then around 2019, we actually launched our own cart in-house that we get manufactured, you know, out of country. And to date, we've done millions of units with this company. And it was really cool because we saw an opportunity where I knew the writing was on the wall that I needed to have full control. I needed to make sure I harped on a product that used high quality. A lot of people in the market were putting out uh, material that was cheaper, cheaper variants of metal that had lead. Yeah, coatings around my my you know, the plastic, wire. Like you, like I put I put surgical glass cylinder, surgical steel. Like so, you know, we started to spend a little bit more, and then we we took market share. Mm -hmm. by showing people we can give you something of high quality for a cheaper price and um 
And that was just a really cool thing because people started to learn and educate themselves. Like, no, I like this because I like it. And then if you want to go buy a more expensive one on the cart and compare, I mean, buy a more expensive cart from the shelf at whatever retailer you choose and buy our cart. If you want to compare it, compare it. And I think that's what a lot of people started to do. And it was just really cool because we've never relied on marketing. Hence that post in 2018. No one knew us. I mean, we just put our website up like a year ago, guys. It's like we were really just farming pot, dropping it off in cart form at the dispensaries, not thinking about all this other marketing because being in this industry for so long, you, 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 you got to remember guys like Washington state, we're very strict. Can't put certain colors on your packaging. They just changed those rules. Can't have it too cartoony because it appeals to kids. Mm-hmm. There were so many rules and restrictions that over the time, I just, we never wanted to market. Uh-huh. You know, there- we were just like, let it speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah. You Word know, of mouth is, is cheaper and you can't take it away from them. So yeah, like <laughs> ask yourself this, most of these marketing companies, right charge farms like us 15, 20 grand a month to do all these services, right? Whether you want these third-party platforms to amplify you, right? When we're like, yo, we're just not going to do that. We're just going to give them a deal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's still cheap. Yep. And fuck, yeah, exactly. And you know what? Right. The dispensary agents are the ones who are doing a lot of the marketing for you. It's mm-hmm. like befriending the guy behind the counter as the brand actually is sometimes better than spending 10 G's a month on marketing. He sees everybody. Yeah, he, when they ask you of a recommendation, you're the first one he pulls off. Hey, in that range, yes. this hit, you know? And so I just think I, it's a really smart way of thinking where do you see technology and innovation coming in vapes coming forward or going forward what what is the new new that you think that you're like i'm fucking in on this all right oh um, we'll talk about the right now the new new we'll talk about that when when the i have it coming out because i'm yes. not telling no one yeah right. okay yeah, right yeah, yeah. fair enough fair Absolutely. enough Absolutely. But, well, but hey guys <laughs> right now I feel like sometimes, though, the right now, especially for Dustin and I living here in like central Ohio, like it's kind of like fashion. Like sometimes it takes a little bit to get here. Like there's Mm -hmm. you've had nebulizers for a while and we're still catching up to that. So give us like the right now West Coast and then that'll be right now here in a few months. And then maybe maybe a a sneak peek, like a few syllables of the coming soon because we all love new shit. Okay, I'm gonna give you the right now, and then we're gonna we're gonna we'll talk. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. Um, hey, Gary, he's at the gate. Oh yeah. By the way, Go Gary off. is the Gary today. Yes, I. And Gary's we're thinking about hero. family oh. and business. The fact that Gary's been with you from the beginning and isn't well, even family, but is family. I don't know. Oh, it just man. it just shows the, the the way you work with 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 your employees and with you know. There's Gary. There's What's up, Gary, even before you guys know, Gary took care of the lighting. He should get extra fee for that, by the way. He's a union member now. He's working lighting services in the background, like film crews. Hey, guys. He's got it going on. Hey, guys. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me give you some praise. Hey, it's what it takes, though, right? It takes a lot of great people, and fucking Gary's awesome. You're awesome, Gary. Hey, man. Thank You're you. awesome. Seriously, I like awesome. that. I like that. It, was, it was nice meeting you, fellas. I got a, we got another appointment I got to go help out. But All right. There's always business happening. Yeah. Ohio Life, Fifth House Farms. All right, let's talk the uh, talk the right now coolness. Okay, so so right now, so um, so what we're learning, you know, because technology is coming so far that uh, so what we're learning, you know, because technology is coming so far that you know the big new debates are you know cured resin versus live resin, right? Yes. Because with so many farmers we know so we would we would top like you know if you if you want it more more terpy, you know you might cut down your plant a week early, 
right? Because you want the more pronounced terpenes. But if you want a little bit more potent, you might take it down a week late, right? Right? Because you mm -hmm. want a little bit more amber, right? So now people are starting to take that. And what's so cool in the in, in the industry is, you know, with the new technology, farms are actually able to get more from their product. Like yes. if you look at the products that we've been blasting over the years and you're like, oh, wow, this sugar, this is what you've been blasting for distillate? Or this is what you've been blasting for, for BHO dab? And you start realizing like, hold on, live resin cured, live resin or cured batter butters, you know, for carts are better. Or you start learning about, you know, like the rosin mix and you start thinking about these cocktails. Like I think cannabis cocktail carts are going to be the thing because yeah. you're already starting to see people start to merge things and blends happen. And I just think as a cultivator, it's so cool because when you got into this, and when I got into this, you just fall in love with the plant, right? And so it's like this one versus that, this strain versus that, this potency, this aroma. And and so now as you're starting to come together and make these like cannabis cocktails, I'm really looking forward to see how it starts to act like. I when, think it's definitely it's like, you know, like alcohol, like when you start how it starts to act like alcohol, when you start to put together these different medleys. Yeah, a uh, quick shout out, by the way, budlove.com, budlove premium herbal mixers, enter code wayward15, save, uh, we'll give a shout out, budlove15 uh, at that. Uh, question for Bud you. Budlove! Shout out for budlove, for budlove, it's an herbal mixer, but it's exactly, they're a company, by the way, if you're not familiar with them, Carlon, exactly what you're talking about. They're taking marshmallow leaf and CBG and terpenes and infusing it in flavor profiles designed to put it in your flower to give it a new spin on what the flower exists That's right awesome. check them out budlove.com but you are on that nose right the craftiness of it right cannabis has so long survived on strain names and this stuff and it's going to be about creating like i just had a fancy restaurant and there was like all these different words for basically yeah. what was a gin and tonic which is a little bit of bitters a little bit of this but i think that crafting of very precise flavor profiles in a very fancy way is going to be part of our future, right? Part Absolutely. of our future as it, we're getting part going. part of our past. So why Jeff? would he, I mean, the future is predicated by the past, right? Uh, we do got to let Carlando go in a little bit. We got a quick time, but I do, I cannot let you go, Carlando, without kind of checking in uh, on something that I think is really important to you. And we kind of talked about it at the beginning and I think doing these interviews uh, and I saw, by the way, that you're going to be visiting a few cannabis conferences, being a speaker, you yeah. know, you are uh, a very large, very successful minority owned farm, which is a very small percentage of what is exists in the industry. And we have a lot of guests on. We've talked a lot about social equity with some amazing people through this program shout out dr bridget williams brian adams and some of the great folks we've had on to talk about how we increase how we develop more ownership that's better representative of the consumers in the industry so just as we kind of wrap up here do you like or how has it been kind of putting your face forward now you've survived so long fifth house farms fifthhousefarms.com <laughs> has survived so long on product maybe cheap price in the beginning but good product like on the brand and this cartridge is white labeling but now you and sp specifically you carlando and i know you got a lot of family there have been doing speaking conferences and talking about equity and talking about being a minority owner just talk a little bit about being a face of an ongoing, very important movement in this industry and a little bit about just social equity in this industry. Cause I think it's something we can't talk about enough. Well, you should be simple. You know, I aim to be the change I want to see. So, you know, I came in this industry, I was really by myself and I was fortunate that there were a handhold of truth toners who weren't capitalist minded mm. people and just cared about the plan and cared about, I'm talking about true tree huggers in Washington, man. Those are the guys who really kind of pushed me forward. So I came in this not 
thinking much bigger than just community, right? And then as um, things have pushed legal, you know, you don't see the community aspect anymore. You see it parceled down between taxation and traceability. Mm-hmm. And now all these marketing, so now everyone's competitors. So for me, it's been so cool to just go around the country and learn what people are doing. Because for me, I realize my my life's work now is the time I've spent in cannabis and I can uh, contribute to a conversation. And mm-hmm. um, And what's so cool about that conversation is it's ever changing. Because like, remember what we talked about, guys, the cannabis year goes by so quick. But now when you see these new bills come up and you start to see uh, community engagement from the government level and you start to see these new communities, uh, stakeholders stand up in their prospective communities, it's amazing because you're like, wow, this was not here five years ago, (laughs) but it will be here five years later. So now the question is, what's going to happen in those five years? And, and, you know, guys, I'll leave you with this because um, I want to I want you to know this. Cannabis is no different than alcohol. So if you go back 100 years ago when it was first legalized, everyone was talking about moonshine, guys. Mm-hmm. People weren't really talking about anything, right? We were talking about moonshine and just shutting down the speakeasies and the name attacks. Fast forward. I mean, you can't do an operation in a hospital without alcohol. You know, fast forward, you, you can't walk into a bar without looking at a variety of options, whether it's vodka, rum, etc. So I think what's so cool with cannabis is we're going to learn that this live active cannabinoid plant has so much more to offer. And so over these years and years to come, I look forward to seeing that in the name of social equity alongside the name of cannabis, because we all know what it does for people who suffer from multiple sclerosis. And I rest my case on that. Mm. There is not much more that needs to be said. Carlando on, Mitchell, man. Fifth House Farms. Thank you, Carlando. Farms.com. Uh, yeah. Check him out on Instagram, uh, Fifth House Farms, at Fifth House Farms. Yes. Really, really appreciate you being here today. We are so excited. I don't know if we'll ever get out to Washington, but if so, we're buying. Hopefully, you got to get some Fifth House Farms in Michigan. Come on so up. Get up Come and get tour. it. Uh, oh, we coming. would love to check it out. Thank you, Carlando Mitchell, for joining us today. FifthHouseFarms.com. Uh, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. You're amazing. All right, we had to cut him off. We got to get Carlando out of here. Dustin, we're going to go today as well. Don't forget, Plant Save My Life podcast. Also, check out BudLove.com. Enter code WAYWORD15 at BudLove.com to save 15%. Uh, Dustin, as always, wonderful to see you, and I will see you next week, sir. Take care. FifthHouseFarms.com.